Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. La, 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 la. I only want to love you Please don't push me away Let me in your life I wasn't there when he heard you So why should I have to pay? Let me in your life I want to share your tomorrow So I must beg you today If he's the cause of your sorrow Be glad that he's gone away Someone let me love you Please don't push me away Let me in your life Love Ojalá que las hojas no te toquen el cuerpo cuando caigan Para que no las puedas convertir en cristal Ojalá que la lluvia deje de ser milagro que baja por tu cuerpo Ojalá que la luna pueda salir sin ti Ojalá que la tierra no te bese los pasos Ojalá se te acabe la mirada constante La palabra precisa, la sonrisa perfecta Ojalá pase algo que te borre de pronto Una luz cegadora, un disparo de nieve Ojalá por lo menos que me lleve la muerte Para no verte tanto para no verte siempre, en todos los segundos, en todas las visiones. 
Ojalá que no pueda tocarte ni en canciones. Ojalá que la aurora no dé gritos que caigan en mi espalda. Ojalá que tu nombre se le olvide a esa voz. Ojalá las paredes no retengan tu ruido de camino cansado. Ojalá que el deseo se vaya atrás de ti. A tu viejo gobierno de difuntos y flores. Ojalá se te acabe la mirada constante, la palabra precisa, la sonrisa perfecta. Ojalá pase algo que te borra de pronto, una luz cegadora, un disparo de nieve. Ojalá por lo menos que me lleve la muerte para no verte tanto, para no verte siempre, en todos los segundos, en todas las visiones. Ojalá que no pueda tocarte ni en canciones, ojalá pase algo que te borre de pronto, una luz cegadora, un disparo de nieve, ojalá por lo menos que me lleve la muerte, para no verte tanto, para no verte siempre, en todos los segundos, en todas las visiones. Ojalá que no pueda tocarte ni en canciones. That's how we do it. Saturday morning, 10 o'clock. It's 10.07.54 milliseconds. Those are milliseconds, right? I'm your host, John Reed. This is Race to the Bottom. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. RFB, baby. Um, Yes, here we are. Are you ready for March Sadness? Here's how this is going to look. You are going to compile your saddest memories. think you need 64 of them, and you're going to put them up. You're going to rank them. First, you're going to talk to a therapist and rank them uh, from what maybe at first glance would seem the saddest memory and then the least um, sad memory. And then you're going to uh, fight them against each other, um, which... Um, is going to happen over a series of drinks and um, sad movies. So, um, what is this going to look like? I have a memory of 
that just popped into my head of the uh, first time. One of the few times I told my mom I hated her and I was uh, three or four years old. I was at the bookstore and you remember that dog spot, um, the book about the dog spot. He was like a, a golden yellow dog with a brown spot on him. She wouldn't buy me that book. And I said, mom, I hate you. And when I think back to that, that's a very sad memory to me. Um, she knew I didn't mean it but it still hurt her feelings and just something about being in that bookstore um, and saying, I hate you over uh, so, something so uh, childlike as a, you know, one of those, it was one of those books with the really thick pages. It's almost like each book is like each page is like the cover of the book. Um, I also have this random memory small little thing one of the uh maybe christmas i was four or five years old and i got a my either either my brother or my sister or they threw in together to buy me this microphone and it um supposedly worked you could tune it into the radio and use it like on your speaker system and i never used it and for some reason for years after that I when I thought about how my brother or sister they probably borrowed money from my parents or just had my parents pay for it but when I thought about that it would make me really sad. We already know that I get really sad when I hear the song Valerie by Steve Winwood. These are what I'm going to put into my March sadness bracket and then I'm going to fight them. I don't know fighting the memories but I'm going to have the memories play in vigorous matches, matchups. And then I'll tell you what my the saddest memory of my life is at the end of March. And I hope you can join me um, in this, too. That's the kind of thing we do at Race to the Bottom. Um, yeah. So I'd like to introduce you to a new segment that I call What in the Crap. You ready for this? What in the Crap. What in the Crap. So the first entry of What in the Crap is the return of Bill and Ted. Did you see this? I didn't actually see it. I didn't watch the video, but my wife did. And they said, uh, he's, uh, start over again. She said that they look um, and acted the exact same. Um, uh, as you know, um, I have a wife. That means I'm a husband. Um, also, we could even do another what in the crap about the word husband. What in the crap? What in the crap? I don't think I'll ever feel um, like a husband. I mean, I feel happy to be married to my wife and I, you know, hope to be a dad. Um, but a husband... Not a word that I would ever say that I resonate with. Um, it's kind of like fiance. I, I told people I, I like to go from girlfriend to wife. Didn't ever want to have a fiance just because it's not, it's kind of a what in the crap. See how this works? You see how we're doing this? The phone number 718-928-8732. And one thing I would love to hear from you about is what is your favorite Bill and Ted? Um, let's bring this up. 
what's the what's your favorite scene from the original Bill and Ted? Um, be up. I'll start with mine. Where is it? Not Bell and Ted. Bill and Ted be a pig. Yeah, here we go. Here's here's I'll start with my favorite. Be a pig. Here we go. Behold, behold, the Ziggy Pig, the single greatest ice cream spectacle known to man. This is Napoleon. Eat the pig. Ziggy, 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 ziggy. <laughs> Napoleon's at this, like, kind of cheesy, what's the it's name of that? ice cream. You eat it. It's an ice cream eating contest. I like an O'Charlie's. Whatever, just eat it. He's going in on this huge chocolate sundae. Ooh, he wants to be the one to finish it. He knocks out the other girl's spoon. Classic burp. Behold, behold, he ate the pig, thus proving that he's they Ziggy Piggy, Ziggy Piggy, Ziggy Piggy. He's not that proud of himself, actually. I think he would have been more proud. But who who was playing that Napoleon character? So that's my favorite. That kind of fell a little bit flat. I remember that being a lot more engaging from my childhood. I'm going to put that on, on another. I'm going to put that in my um, March Sadness draft. That moment right right now when I just played that. So here's what we're going to do here on Race to the Bottom today. I've got a bunch of good music. I was exhausted this week from teaching at my middle school in the Bronx. I want to let you know, once again, the phone number is 718-928-9732. We'd love to hear from you. Phone lines are open to anybody who would like to call. Oh, I forgot to tell you. At the beginning of the show, we heard Bill Withers. I was in the grocery store and heard Lean On Me, and I reaffirmed my belief that that's one of the greatest songs of all time. His version, not the 90s uh, one from Stand By Me or Stand and Deliver. What's the one when Morgan Freeman has the baseball bat and he's Joe Brown or whatever? He's the principal, and there's the 90s version of Lean On Me. Not a horrible song, but... It's not one of the best songs of all time, like the original, Bill Withers. And I thought about playing that Lean On Me to start the show this week because it kind of got me a little emotional in the grocery store. But then I felt like, you know what? It's been played too many times and it just doesn't, it doesn't do that for people anymore. Law of diminishing returns or whatever. So from Still Bill, we heard Let Me In Your Life, which is a less-known Bill Withers song, which I find um, just as potent. Then we heard, from Silvio Rodriguez, we heard Ojala, and that is from his 
Uh, it was a collection al final de este viaje. Um, Silvio Rodriguez is uh, wonderful if you want to check out more of his stuff. Ojalá means I, I hope that, or here's hoping. It's actually an uh, Arabic origin word, believe it or not. Let's, uh, oh, and then we heard the theme song from Crackle and Well, and I've got another tune from Crackle and Well that I'd love to, you to hear because it's great and because I think it's partly inspired by yours truly. This is the song Warm Up Bones by Crackle and Well off their album Warm Up Bones. Again, the phone number 718-928-9732. I'm going to play some music. Sit back and relax, take some phone calls. We've got some news from Johnny's Automotive and the political checkup coming up um, about halfway through the hour. This is Race to the Bottom. That's Crackle and Woe off of Warm Up Bones. The song called Warm Up Bones, you can find that on their Bandcamp or on uh, Spotify or what have you. Um, and they also do the wonderful theme to Race to the Bottom. We got a phone call. Uh, Race to the Bottom. 250,000 miles. I've given my heart and soul to this industry, John. 250,000 miles. Um, the pizza industry, John, have you not told your new listeners up there in the Big Apple about your career as a pizza driver? And you know exactly who this is. Oh, God. Okay, guys. So, um, yeah, I think that I've, I've 
it's definitely in the bio for this show, and I think I've ta- talked about it a little bit, kind of given the background of Race to the Bottom. Guys, this is um, this is Vance, um, formerly known as Vince, who I worked uh, at uh, Pizza Cabin with in Asheville, That's North right. Carolina. And uh, yeah, we used to uh, we used to find ourselves in the pizza trenches for like seven years together. Well, I've got 13 in now, John, and I've got 250,000 accident-free miles. And it, you, you may or may not remember, it's getting, it's, it may start to be a little bit foggy when you've been out of the game for as long as you have, John. But uh, I, I hate to call your new show broken, but I, I, I basically feel broken. <laughs> my, my love affair with the pizza delivery game has been on again, off again, more and more off again and again for the last couple of years. But here's here's what it comes down to. Bob Black, still the manager at Pizza Cabin, mm-hmm. still my manager, still talks about you all the time. When I signed on, one of the perks was if you can make the coveted 250000 Accident-free miles, you will get a $2,500 bonus. That's... And he's holding out on me. Yeah, he's well... He's holding you... out on me. He's bringing up things like the, the the indigent that I ran over and the fact that I went on pizza sabbatical a couple of times. He's trying to throw everything at me to disqualify me for my bonus. Well, a couple things. I think he over-promised and under-delivered. I think that he thought that there's no way that anybody's going to get 250,000 accident-free miles. And now, the, uh, as, as Reverend Wright said, America's chickens are coming home to roost, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm, I'm going to do. I, I mean, I might go over to Pizza Corral. Oh, don't go to but Pizza Corral. the grass Corral. is always greener, right? That's, that's what people keep telling me. The grass is always greener. So when you hear that, and we'll get, I'm going to put a pin in your, uh, you know, you like how people say I'm going to put a pin in that and come back to it? I hate how people say that. Well, I'm saying I understand it. it. Yeah. I'm going to put a pin in your whole uh, scenario with Bob Black and just, I want to talk to you about grass is greener real quick. Yes. So does that mean... So when people say the grass is always greener, is that their way of saying everything is the same and don't try to change your life? I think it speaks to the perception that green grass is better and that you you have more grass on the other side or more green. Maybe the green is, is often associated with money or, or material things. So it's about the cha- chasing after material things. John, I don't want to be rolling pennies to buy cigarettes. <laughs> well, and I'm thinking Pizza Corral. You don't even know about Pizza Corral, do you? I've I've seen their ad on Facebook, but I can't figure it, out what it's the they old are. Old West themed pizza place. Basically, over in Haywood County, they had a uh, they had a. Oh gosh, low budget, low rent um, theme park that was a old west, wild west themed yeah. park there called Ghost Town in the Sky. Went out of business. Some of these guys acquired a lot of the props and and decorations and everything from Ghost Town in the Sky, and they opened a, an old west themed pizza parlor called 
Pizza Corral. That makes more sense and because the, I saw the on gun, their... The gun culture thing is still thriving around here in places, so... Yeah. It, it, it really is a pizza parlor based around gun culture, John. Uh, exactly, because I saw that um, the this makes more sense because on their Facebook ad they said... Uh, come to Pizza Corral. Uh, come for the pizza. Uh, stay for the pizza shootout. The pizza shootout. I'm not even sure how that works. I know that their version of our meat monger is called the meat slinger. Oh yeah. Yeah, kind of like a actually the six meat slinger, which I guess is kind of a take on the slinging six guns. Which it would be like a a cowboy with a a six shot revolver, right? The six six guns and gunslinger. Anyway, the six meat slinger is their version of our meat monger. And they if, uh, actually there are rumors that Bob Black's son, who went away to business school, is actually uh, uh, one of the people behind Pizza Corral. And there's some bad blood, real bad blood, between uh, Pizza Cabin and Pizza Corral. But that's for another time, John. Pizza dueling. Um, so I, so I feel like a question about this, this 250,000 accident free uh, deliveries miles. Right. Um, now are you doing your, uh, are you doing it in the book or are you just showing him your odometer? Because he gave us our, 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 our pizza mile book where you were supposed to do the math every time you're on a delivery. And he said, I "If was, you're just, I didn't break it down per delivery, but I did like per diem. I have, John, you ought to see my evidence. I have uh, photographs of my odometer day for 13 years. <laughs> I have photographs of my odometer in six different cars twice a day for 13 years. Think about that." And I I was keeping the book, and, and, and this Bob is... Black always initialed the book at the end of the shift. But on shifts that I wasn't working with Bob Black, sometimes it, I sometimes I didn't book it. Sometimes I didn't get the initials from the shift manager on duty. That happens, but I never once forgot to take photographs of the odometer. I've got those. I mean, I printed them out. It cost me about $200 to print all those photos at Walmart, John. Do I've you, got an album. This thing weighs like 20 pounds. Geez. Photographs of my odometer twice a day. Do you think that you could take this to court? I could. Is it I could worth do it? it? But, you know, I think I'm done with Bob Black. I, I don't trust the man anymore. He, he finally said, you know, after he threw this other stuff at me and I, I shrugged it off or I, I kept on, uh, it, it was kind of like the time that he wanted to bribe one of the drivers away when he was quitting and he was yelling in his face and he got out his wallet and he gave the guy $20 to leave. Have you ever heard that story? I have, yeah. <clears throat> Basically, he told me I was getting a little hostile, and I was. I was raising my voice and there were customers in the cabin. Um and I was raising my voice, I was I was hot. And he said, take some time to think about it. Calm down, take some time to think about it. We'll talk about this later. And he told me that in the contract, there was a typo, that he got 
he got the decimal or the comma in the wrong place and that it was supposed to be $250. And he would be glad to give me $250. John, that's a far cry from $2,500. I think you understand. That's fuzzy math. That's that's pathetic is what it is. Well, John, I love pizza delivery. I, I know you it. do. I do too. I I tell my wife all the time when things get tough at at the um, at my middle school uh 4000 uh MS 4002, I tell her I I want to just go back to delivering pizzas. She says you can do that or you can stay with me. So I that's the only oh, reason man. I'm I'm not a uh, I'm not back on on the road. Oh man, that's a sort of ultimatum you don't want to hear, or sometimes you need to hear. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, the ultimatum you need to hear. Well, I, how am I going to quit this thing, John? How am I going to? Because I'm seriously thinking I need to quit the pizza game. Well, I'd say. What if, what about uh you know you're you're a great researcher maybe uh get a get a library job Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. I volunteered as a matter of fact in in the library system a little bit and I would love to do that, John, but it usually takes uh credentials that I don't have. Most of these people are credentialed and I'm I'm uncredentialed. Well, bring in your your uh, odometer pictures. Wow, that shows some serious cataloging. It does. It does show archival skills, doesn't it? It really does. And I'm so proud of those albums. Well, I'd say you plop those down on the circulation desk, and and uh, and you you'll be the new hotshot coming in, taking somebody's job. And in the meantime, you're a clever guy, John. You're real clever. And in the meantime, see, you thought you were going to come on my show and belittle me for being out of the pizza game, but I, I think I really won you over with that story about how my I want to get back, but my wife will leave me if I get back on the road. You won me with that. Yeah, you, you really did, John. I think you've got a certain amount of clarity. You, you have to step away. You have to step back to see the trade area. <laughs> The trade area being uh, the, all the places that we deliver to on the map at Pizza Cabin. Our zone. It's now nine pods. That's too many pods. They they made it. From, from, from the gates of Warren Wilson to the halls at UNCA. <laughs> well, Vance, I say you go in there with your, with your um, mile log. Um, and then in the meantime, the reason I asked whether you could take this to court is I think we might have, you remember, uh, George Sanders, written Saunders, pronounced Sanders. Yes, yes, yes. He is still. Um, Yeah. Um, yeah. Legalese. Yeah. We had a segment legalese with, with George Sanders. Um, um, he is ostensibly calling today he's uh we've kind of been out of contact but we just got back um in touch and i think he is still a practicing attorney and and does he still do pro boner work as far as you know i have to ask him about whether he does the pro boner um so uh 
you know, stay tuned. And this can be like the first, you know, we got into some things uh, on the old iteration of Race to the Bottoms. And I f- uh, feel like this could be our first big, you know, case. Well, John, I would like to keep the dialogue going because I think even if I leave the pizza game, that my, I, it keeps a piece of my heart. You know, I, there'll still be a great, great part of my my life that has been given to to uh, Pizza Cabin and pizza delivery in in general, to which I think people will always relate to. If you've ever if you've ever done it, if you're a veteran of the pizza tr- pizza trenches, as you uh, mentioned, or if you it just never goes away, or if you order pizza, memories. so maybe. Maybe it would be time for for me to catch my breath, uh, get the get the old pulse rate down, and and talk about the good times, John. And I look forward to that. Well, if there's a pizza heaven, we'd make one hell of a crew. Thanks for taking my call, John. You have fun. You have fun. Wow, the blast from the past, Vance from Pizza Cabin. I think he should do the. Do the library thing. You just walk in there, slap down his uh, slap down his mile catalog. This is Alta Noite by Marisa Monch of Colección. Ninguém na estrada andava 
caminho que ninguém caminha Alta noite já sia Ninguém com os pés na água Nenhuma pessoa sozinha Ia, nenhuma pessoa vinha This is Johnny from Johnny's Automotive. It's been a while. Some things have changed, but some things have stayed the same. One thing that has stayed the same is the degree of professionalism, inspection, and diligence at Johnny's Automotive. Amongst the things that have changed is the addition of a new member of my family. Last year, my wife gave birth to a little baby boy we call Johnny Jr. And while the scientists are still busy checking, It looks like climate change might be real. I want to live in a world where Johnny Jr. can work on cars when he is a man. That is why I pledge that Johnny's Automotive is going carbon neutral by the year 2020. That's right. I know that it might be tough, but we will get the job done because that's Johnny's way. Thank you to the Race to the Bottom community and Radio Free Brooklyn. And next time you're in Western North Carolina, you can stop by if you would like and say hi to the future and Johnny Jr. Well, he said he was going to do it, and he did it. Campaign promise fulfilled from Johnny from Johnny's Automotive. He is going carbon neutral, or at least he says he's in the process. Uh, thank you to Johnny's Automotive uh, for sponsoring the political checkup. If you would like to sponsor this show, um, in the corner of the page, there's a little button, and you it says something like, sponsor this show. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you're on your computer, you can also get this. Um, this and many of the, like, 70 original shows we have on your app, um, which we have an app for the iPhone and the Android. So do that. This is the political checkup. Um, and I'm not going to go soup to nuts on this uh, Mueller report because there's nothing there. And I'm not going to talk about it ad nauseum. Okay, just like global warming, we still, like Johnny said, scientists still need to look at the research, check a few more things before they decide whether global warming is real. We still need to... Uh, we still need to see what's in this report before we jump to any conclusions. We got people on the right laughing, saying, you know, he didn't, no, no more indictments. Never mind that there was already like 18. But, you know, I want my tax dollars back. You got people on the left saying, oh, this is just the beginning. I'm not I'm not going to 
chime in. I'm just exhausted right now. I'm exhausted by all of the all of the stuff. Got had Trump of the Tropics, this Bolsonaro guy, just played some Brazilian music from one of my favorite artists, Marisa Monch, and I just seeing uh this Bolsonaro guy who just seems like a real piece of crap hanging out with President Ahmed Barr just makes me sick. It's like Michael Barbaro was listening to um I've made fun of Michael Barbaro before. And you know what happens when I don't like people's voices. I make fun of them. Michael Barbro, there was a thing on um, The Daily, the New York Times podcast. I think it's on some NPR stations also as a radio show. You've noticed how this guy goes, uh, he'll have a journalist on there, this guy talking about Bolsonaro, the Trump of the tropics. And he'll make a point, you know, the other guy will make a point, and Michael Barbro will go, hmm, hmm. That's great. That's just great radio. Hear this dude going, hmm, in your ear while you're trying to figure out the complicated scenario of foreign politics and how they come to bear on ours. Yeah, when I don't like somebody's voice, I go after them. If you don't know the history, I went after this guy, Guy Raz, who hosted Weekend All Things Considered. I tweeted at him. I used to be on Twitter before it became a, a, you know, the megaphone for presidential politics. Now it's now it's uh, Omelet Bar's website. I got off, but I used to use it to say funny things or try to say funny things, and I kept talking about this guy Guy Raz. He got me on his radio show. It got me on NPR. So, I ain't stopping. Michael Barbaro, you're next. But yeah, I'm exhausted. I know you guys are exhausted. And this, like, back and forth polarization, it's just driving me nuts. Everybody wants to get all worked up and triggered. Actually, fans who just called in posted this this thing about Beto O'Rourke on his Facebook and uh, just kind of poking fun at him. And then it's just in the comments, these people say these things that are so outlandish. You know, I think Beto O'Rourke's kind of a tool, but they're like, you know, he's a Stalinist. He's ready to, you know, come for our babies or whatever. It's just, is this really how we have to engage with each other? I think we I think so many of us like to live in this craziness, but I I'm just going to say it. I don't I'm sick of it. I'm exhausted. And uh Yeah. I remember when um I went to sleep. I didn't like Hillary. I didn't I only know I know one person who was actually excited about Hillary. That's the other thing. Nobody actually likes any of these people. It's this tribal stuff, but we're no nobody, nobody was. If you were, if I'll just say it, if you were super excited about Hillary or Trump. You're, there's something 
really wrong with you. But then we have to act like we're actually on this team. That's the the feeling. Oh, I know what I'm. I'm going to put. So the night that uh, of the election, I went to bed early because I was exhausted. So I I went to bed before the the tide really turned, and um, my wife came in at like three in the morning. She, I could. She was tossing and turning, and I said, what? She said, it looks like he's going to win. That uh, That's going to be in my March sadness bracket, that moment. Anyway, that's the political checkup. Thank you, Johnny, for your consideration. Oh, no, there's one other thing. Um... Here, here's this. Who do you want to win and who's gonna win? Yes, who do you want to win and who's gonna win? And if anybody wants to sponsor this segment, just click on the sponsor button in the uh, on on the web page. Who do you want to win and who's gonna win? Just one thing. I want to talk to some of these people in Iowa. It's like, I'm a hog farmer, and I also decide who the next president's going to be. I'm a, I'm a corn, I, I grow corn, and I also decide who the next president's going to be. I'm a dairy farmer, and I also decide who the next president's going to be. This Iowa stuff, it's got to it's gotta end. That's why Race to the Bottom is officially coming out against the Electoral College. Let's campaign in all 50 states. Make every vote count. This is ridiculous. They should, they should call it the Iowa Iowa College. They should just call it, what's the Iowa State? It shouldn't be the Electoral College. It should be called Iowa State. Right? Ooh. I got him. I got Iowa. And then more. one more of these. What in the crap? What in the crap? Um, our political what in the crap is this story that came out this week that Joe Biden is trying to like run with his vice president candidate already selected in Stacey Abrams which is the biggest what in the crap of all time. Run, Stacy. Not run don't run with Biden. Run from Biden. That that loser. He's a loser. We talked about this last week. Joe Biden is a loser. A loser, as my sister would say. Okay? So there's the political checkup. Had to get that last piece in. Thank you to Johnny once again. Uh, stop by and see him if you're in Western North Carolina. See Johnny Jr. playing with his toy car on the on the floor, rolling in a pile of grease. Uh, just found out that this guy, the tallest man in music, has a new album coming out. Uh, my buddy Crum Rumley is playing drums on his tour. He was just in South by Southwest. This is Tyler Ramsey off his upcoming album. 
Uh, I forgot what the album is going to be called, but this is a sig- single, which I uh, really like the sound of. This is called A Dream of Home. This is Race to the Bottom. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you'd like to donate, uh, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. We are a 501c3 uh, community organization and rely heavily on your funding. Uh, so that would be awesome. Here's A Dream of Home. Tyler Ramsey, Race to the Bottom, phone number 718-928-9732. Still hoping to hear from George Sanders if he's out there. If not, we're just going to listen to some music or take your calls. Tyler Ramsey.
I like that. Tyler Ramsey with a dream of home. This has been Race to the Bottom. Stay tuned for uh, uh, Crime Talk BK with Joanna Perpich, uh, which is a great show that, of which I am a fan. Uh, thank you so much to Vance for calling in, uh, and we look forward to hearing from him and seeing what's going on uh, in his life. Moving forward, this is uh, AC Newman with I'm Not Talking off Shut Down the Streets that I'm going to end with. One of my favorite songs for this time when winter is turning into spring. Uh, We will see you all next week. Um, This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And if you would like to get the newsletter, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next Saturday morning. This is John Reed, and this has been Race to the Bottom. Bye. That's the end of the one song. Here's I'm Not Talking.
Close, I want you to know. 